The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 5th of September, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and I got a great show lined up for you, as I always do. Yes, indeed. So in just a little bit, you're going to hear an interview that I recorded with independent rapper out of Tennessee, Stone Miller. Yes, indeed. Patriotic young man uh, who started following the Bearded Patriots Twitter account and uh, reached out to him for an interview and he did not refuse. So you're going to hear that in just a little bit. In the second hour, I have Philip D. Blackman. Yes, uh, him and I are talking about uh, the border crisis uh, right there in the Texas-Mexican border and uh, some of the aftermath and some of the things that uh, Greg Abbott's doing and getting some backlash for in the third hour, we got the icon Stephen James for the Steve Solution. And uh, it was recently that uh, our bearded brother, Jericho Green, was on um, He was on a, an all-black uh, news, news uh, broadcast. I, I forgot the name of it, but uh, I'll, I'll remind you in this segment, uh, talking about an incident back in 1955. And so Stephen and I have to put our two cents on this issue before i get to any of that i want to cue the first song of the show this is stone miller with i ain't riding with biden and i'll be back with the interview with stone miller right after this and we go a little something like this hit it Now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Let's go, Brandon! I ain't riding with Biden and all them liberals. I ain't trying to be lining my veins with chemicals. To stop a virus that China made from some animals just because I was told to by some communist cannibals. Bloodsuckers, dirty motherfuckers, y'all can kiss my ass. Fuck your vaccine mandates, your mask, and your COVID pass. You tax our asses, use that cash to harass us so you control the masses and save the lower
him The great reset is his concern, not people dying It's treason to force Freeman to take a vaccine Without asking if this lab in Wuhan was clean Study your gain of fortune on Corona and fast Before it covered up by demented Democrats I resent the bureaucrats, dirty super rats Give us fewer rights, locked us up in our habitats Thinking we wouldn't fight, fucked up the economy Killed all the mom and pop shops, no more autonomy They pulling out all the stops They're taking money from the poor till they got no more It's like a backwards Robin Hood, Robin showing boys Biden's like the sheriff of Nottingham Plotting the scam, while hiding the fact that people's blood is cotton fam thrill seeker rocking out to the station i hear you you're probably even sipping on a drink right now an average blah blah drink in a can or bottle one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you i'll bet you want something different don't you something more take your shot with cold cock whiskey the best whiskey anywhere why because it's different from other liquors cold cock whiskey is herbal whiskey 100 all natural herbs blended with aged american whiskey no more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors with cold cock's blend of herbs including green tea hibiscus ginger eucalyptus and more you'll be an herbal heaven cold cock whiskey available at spirit stores and distributors america wide find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com follow cold cock whiskey on facebook twitter and instagram celebrate those special moments with friends raise your glass take your shot you must be 21 or older to drink cold cock whiskey please drink responsibly because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Porn couldn't be that bad for you, or there wouldn't be so many nuns in it. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. 
What is freedom of speech? It's my mouth, my tongue, and my 32 teeth. My, thoughts, my mind, my rights to preach, to rap, to sing, and even to teach. No matter the genre, it's still my freedom of speech. Congress will not choose my religion. Abridging of press, assembly, and petition. The laws do protect us. This is true. To agree to disagree is sometimes better to do. Use your mouth, your tongue, your 32 teeth, your thoughts, your mind, your right to preach. No matter the genre, it's our freedom of speech. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25 year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard I Ain't Riding with Biden by Stone Miller, and it is my pleasure to welcome Stone Miller to Outlaw Radio. Mr. Stone Miller, how you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining the show. Glad to be here. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So uh, I got to say, uh, what a unique song. Um, I'd say uh, controversial to some, I'm, I'm sure, but uh, and, and we'll get into that, of course. But uh, uh, before we get into that, uh, why don't you uh, tell the listeners a bit about Stone Miller? Sure. Um been a big fan of music my whole life been playing music according to my mother since before i was born um especially she played bob seger i would drum along to the beat inside her apparently um so i've just from day one i've always been really interested in music played lots of different instruments over the years um and you know years ago like about 14 years ago or something um a band sort of broke up everybody went their own ways and i kind of put music aside and had a kid 
and I had another kid and, you know, so life sort of took over and I kind of thought that chapter of my life was done. Um, but then to be perfectly honest, Biden was just pissing me off so much that I just started writing a song. I, you know, there was no, that wasn't even really a plan there. It just sort of happened. I wrote a song about it and that's kind of what got me back into music again. And so I, I have to say he's been the most inspirational president yet because he inspired me to make a song about how much I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, hey, some things do uh, tend to uh, work out in your favor. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him myself as uh really uh, released in uh, my latest video that uh, for the bearded Patriots video chronicles, of course I saw his, uh, or I didn't watch the whole thing, but bits and pieces of that speech in Philadelphia. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just sniffing out the bullshit. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the second it came on, it was obvious, you know, going with this whole dystopian Nazi, like, stage set up with marines in the background and it was just instantly you're like okay this is going to be some garbage you know no. and he didn't disappoint it was pure garbage <laughs> yes yes and uh that's one thing i know you're uh you're somewhere in the midwest but where exactly are you located or what state i'm actually in tennessee now okay okay yeah i used to live in memphis myself i was in memphis for about a year or so uh, would you say you're closer to Memphis or Nashville? I'm right. I'm a little bit south of Nashville. Okay. Um, Tennessee's a beautiful area, and I don't care where you're at. Uh, you know, I mean, if because I, t you know, I've driven as far from uh, from Knoxville going going uh, all the way to uh, Memphis, and the whole state's just gorgeous. Hmm. Oh yeah, I lived in um, Virginia, and actually, we moved. Um, over to the West Coast, and we drove there. So we go, let's go through all of Tennessee, and that's where we actually first. That was the first time we ever went there. Was just passing through, and just fell in love with it, and decided to come back here after living in the West Coast for about a year and a half. Yes. So, uh, other than uh, Biden and his stupid bullshit, uh, who would you say are some of your main influences? Um. You know, I, I grew up listening to a lot of Southern rock, Almond Brothers Band. I've seen them like dozens and dozens of times. Um, they were definitely one of my favorites. Um, Leonard Skinner, um, listened to, I mean, I listen to a lot of older country too, some Marilyn Jennings and stuff like that. Um, but I also listen to a lot of hip hop growing up. So I, I've, musically, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of music. I've been all over the place. Um, I've always loved the blues since I was a really young kid. Um, Steve Ray Vaughan, B.B. King, I, you know, Muddy Waters. I used to listen to Muddy Waters constantly in high school. And all my friends were like, what the hell are you listening to? <laughs> what do you mean? This is amazing. Um, you know, so I, I just have, I have so many different influences throughout the year. Um, there's, you know, I'm mean, throughout my life. I, there's, I really can't even think of many types of music I don't like, except for just kind of like bubblegum pop crap. But <laughs> so I, you know, kind of from all over. Um, when I moved to Tennessee, um, I found a, Ryan Upchurch. I hadn't really heard of him before. I had listened to country rap years before a little bit when Big Smo was starting out, and um, you know I liked it, but it was just he, you know, what was out there at the time wasn't really doing it for me. And when I moved back to Tennessee, I just randomly found Ryan Upchurch one day, and it was just wow, this guy's amazing. And um, from him, led me on to Adam Calhoun and Demon Jones and stuff, and I just sort of fell in love with country rap, and just uh, that became a big focus of my influences. I've been you know listening to that most of the time now, so. You know, that's one thing I've seen since the a good thing I've seen since uh, Biden has taken office 
is uh, there seem to be uh, a lot more rap artists, patriotic rap artists coming out of the woodwork. You know, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. definitely, obviously, Tom McDonald, uh, you know, he he started to rear his head uh, right around where uh, when uh, the pandemic hit, of course, or excuse me, the scamdemic, the plandemic, however you want to, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, you know. Yeah, because when he came out with his song "Coronavirus," I mean, I thought he, that was so damn good that what he did there was genius. Then I'm hearing more and more, and then, then uh, what? A, a couple years later, he comes out with "Snowflakes." I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know. And then what blows my mind is that like he's he's Canadian and he's a better American patriot than so many Americans today, and it's it's really kind of sad, but. It is. You, know, like, you have to look up to a Canadian guy to learn how to be an American. Like something's not right there, you know. <laughs> and then uh, my wife directed me to uh, uh, New Breed and Jesse Howard and uh, Outlaw yep. Nation, and I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. damn, these guys are fucking great, you know. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. These, you know, and then of course, um, yeah, you. You have uh, Topher, the Marine rapper, and yep. then uh, love them. It wasn't too long. Ago. Yeah. Wasn't too long ago. It's, that. It's, What's that? It's the thing. Like I, I, I liked rap and I liked hip hop. For, you know the sound of it my whole life. But I'm like, I just I can't relate to this. I'm like I'm not in the streets. I'm not shooting people. I'm not dealing drugs. Like it didn't. I couldn't. It didn't resonate with me. I liked the way it sounded, but and it never even occurred to me like that's something that I could ever do because I was like you know it's the wrong subject matter. I don't talk about that. I wouldn't talk about that. So I, you know, it's somewhere I can't go. And then I, you know, it was just like this awakening when I found all these people, I'm like, these are my people. They're talking about what I want to talk about. Like, this is, this is how I feel about things. So it's really nice to see now that like rap is split off in all these different ways. So that in, there's types for everybody essentially now. And like, everybody can find something they relate to. And I just, uh, it's so much more important to me to like say something that I think actually matters and, and rather than being out there trying to like, who's the toughest or who's the coolest or whatever, like say, try to make people open their mind and think a little bit more and realize what's happening around them and sort of inspire other people. And, you know, it's, I get messages all the time from people. I've, I've messaged from people who say that I inspired them to start making music and to start speaking out about things that they believe in. I've gotten messages from people that are like, you know, I've been a liberal my whole life and I'm listening to you and you're making a lot of sense. And I actually think I'm going to vote red now. And, and so it's like, uh, you know, it's always been a goal in my life that I wanted to try to make the world a better place. And I feel like this is actually giving me the platform to do that. And having people write to me and say that I inspired them to do different things and to change their life. It's just like that. It's, you know, fuels the fire basically. Now oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. There's uh there's one other that I can think of too. That's uh, out of New York who actually started, uh, rapping about really serious political issues at least in one song that i know of uh, it's a guy named uh, vinnie paz uh uh he's part of a group called uh, jedi mind tricks i think and and uh, when he mm -hmm. he came out with the uh, end of days you know he's talking about uh um, we're talking uh biblical stuff you know and and uh, yeah. those kind of things right there and uh and that that was, I think that was like uh, what uh, mid, late two thousands, early two thousand tens. I'm not sure exactly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> the hard thing is that you know you see these platforms that have no problem with 
songs that are talking about shooting kids on the street and dealing drugs and but then like you say you speak out against the president or something all of a sudden your video is getting banned you're getting blocked from things and it's like it's very frustrating but it's the funny thing about it is that it's sort of it it has the opposite effect it's like the streisand effect they call it where they try to block something and then essentially then people it makes more people realize hey he must be onto something otherwise why are they so scared of this so you know, every time they try to slow somebody down, they pause, they delete a video, stuff like that. It actually brings more people over to our side to be like, hey, something's going on there. This is something, some real talk here. Yes, yes. And I'm, sure, I'm sure you know all about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, just uh, uh, one other, I, I don't know if you've heard of Samson out of uh, Georgia. If you've heard of him. Okay, when we're done speaking, I'll have to show you one of uh, his videos. I'll I'll send you the link too. But uh, yeah, he's hit on really controversial stuff and and uh, and says says you know this situation is wrong. But watch this; they're going to censor me for speaking out against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it's it's and it's funny. Like so many of the things that people you know were saying a year ago about coronavirus and getting banned for and deleted on social media they're slowly announcing that all of these things were true now you know it's like but they're not restoring any accounts they're not going back apologizing to anybody it's just like yeah we we shut you down for telling the truth and now we're admitting that that's the truth and it's but i think you know again that just shows people like oh man they were right all along so you know it it makes them wonder the next time you're talking about something they're like hey maybe that's right too you know well, my other uh, Twitter account uh, for for Outlaw Radio actually got banned just because I used the word. I I I said that uh, uh, you know this one guy who's defending pedophiles. I called him a retard, hmm. and and uh, uh, my my account's permanently banned because uh, you know I was being a bigot for because they, I personally you know I. I don't like the use of the N word and I never will use it, you know, but they see, I don't see the word retard, like anything like the N word. I'm sorry. (laughs) I, I, I have a huge problem with that. You know, there's a huge push trying to get people to accept pedophilia and they come out with new terms like minor attracted persons. And like, you know, I don't care what you want to call it. Like you're always going to be a pedophile to me. I'm never going to agree with it. Like there's, there's no wiggle room there at all. Like, you know, you know, and it, it's funny too because I recently did a video about uh, about that, and uh, there was a there was a movie called Chicken Hawk that came out in uh, 1994, and it it was all about these uh, this group of six son of bitches from Nambla, and uh, they go to a gay gay pride festival, and the gays want nothing to do with them there. They and they're they're oh. like you know. One of them's like, you know, that they're they're nothing but criminals. They don't belong here to to celebrate mm-hmm. with us. They should they should be elsewhere, or whatever, you know. And you know that was before the LBGTQ existed when it was uh, GLAAD or whatever, you know. And, and mm-hmm. they they uh, did their own thing, but uh, they did not accept pedophiles at all. Yeah. Yeah, and- yeah. There's, there's another group out now that's uh, specifically out there against drag queens and like don't don't try to let don't let them associate with us that has nothing to do with us we don't think kids should be there either like this is a whole other thing you know and yeah. it's, you see every day like they treat trying to add something else on there and like you know they the ultimate goal is they want to you know they all have sex with whatever the hell they want and it's just never going to be okay like no matter what you call it yes 
Uh, before we stray too far away from your music, so so far uh, you have the six singles out, right? Yeah, think yeah, it was a total of six, and and um, obviously, I mean, uh, you're you're coming at at Biden at all angles, and uh, basically talked about talking about how we're losing our constitutional rights. And, uh, of course, you being in Tennessee, obviously, just like me, you're pro-2A, I have to assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one well, of my last songs was Didn't Think of That. was all just about Second Amendment rights and about how gun control doesn't work. So, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, like Biden the- recently was saying how you need F-15s to take over the government. Most people are like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, well, that means we should get F-15s. Like, is that allowed now? Can we... Can I order one up? <laughs> How long does my driveway need to be? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, looking into the future a little bit, uh, is there anything you're wor- you're working on that targets other issues as well? Um. You know, I I plan to mix it up a lot. I'm going to be making some a lot of political music, but also some some music about other things too. So it's not constantly about politics. You know, because as much as I want to get the the ideas out there to people, like, you know, it's, it's just like we have, you go on social media, it's exhausting and like, it's depressing. And you see, it's all bad, 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 bad. So, you know, I want to try to break that up. Like you know, I had a song recently, better days. It was just about remembering good times growing up and having fun with friends and stuff like that. So you got to have that break in between to, to sort of center yourself and remind you there is still good out there too. So, you know, I, I definitely want to keep touching on, you know, popular issues and, and issues that bother me, but also trying to, highlight some of the good things that are still exist out the world and make people remember there are still good people out here too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, I mean, some of, some of the best parties I think I've been to are right there, right outside of Memphis. Uh, I think uh, just inside of, uh, Mississippi. I mean, I don't think people could barbecue better than that. All right. <laughs> Oh yeah, I got um, some friends out there. Uh, actually, a country rep group called West Ten, and um, uh, we're going to be working on a collaboration soon. They're right out of the Memphis area. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I definitely plan to get some barbecue when I'm out there. <laughs> oh, absolutely! You got to. You're going out to Memphis. You got to have barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually law there, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's oh, if you don't, I'd say it's unethical. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, as far as uh, political issues now, I mean, obviously you've touched on Biden, touched on Second Amendment. Are you going to do any songs, anything like uh, subjects of cancel culture, critical race theory, or uh, you- uh, well, critical race theory? That's uh, kids in general is one. It's it's huge for me right now. Um, our you know Tennessee is is pretty good and and. For example, like the governor actually made it illegal to teach critical race theory in school. But now we have actually multiple lawsuits against the Department of Education here and about the the school board because they're starting to incorporate bits of critical race theory and just calling it something else and claiming it's not. You know, and and it's my kids loved school last year. I have two kids, one in middle school, one in elementary school, and they absolutely loved school last year. Couldn't wait to go to school every day. This year, instantly, they hate it. They hate everything about it. They're like, everything has changed. The whole day, it's all about just listen to what we say, whether you agree with it or not, be quiet. This is how it is. And it's become like a, you know, this dictatorship around their school and it's completely a different atmosphere than it was last year. And like they've developed this whole new punishment system and, you know, 
my kid is in like third grade. If he accidentally brings an extra snack to school, then the whole class loses time at recess. You know what I mean? It's like very, very bizarre. And it's a completely different world than it was last year. You know, like they're turning people, they're, they're already starting the tactics of turning people against each other on kids that are like 10 and 11 years old. Like this is, this is really disturbing, you know? And, you know, I've been, now I have to watch over everything that they're teaching them and ask them every day, what do they talk to you about at school? Let me see your homework. Let me see your books. I have to look through it all because, you know, we found out that they're going to be teaching in first grade. There's going to be a book coming up teaching about suicide. Some little girl who gets trapped in a snowbank and just ponders, is it better for me to just die now and just give up and, and not care because it'll be easier than trying to dig myself out. And then like having the kids act out this part and talk about their feelings. And I'm like, these kids are 10 years old. They don't need to be questioning whether or not they should let themselves die because something's difficult. Like, what are, how is that helping anybody? You know what I mean? Um, and there's, some of the different content for K through five now is like pornographic includes gore, you know, cannibalism, um, critical race theory, gender identities. I'm like, these are children. What, why would anybody need to do this? So we've been looking into it and it's all part of this series called wit and wisdom, which is owned by a, uh, created by a company called great minds. So I look into that and one of the top donors of it is Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, which was not at all surprising to me, but was obviously a massive red flag. Like, okay. I'm not crazy. This is not okay. There's, this is propaganda here and they're feeding it to our children. So there's actually multiple lawsuits going on now through different groups suing them to try to stop that because literally there is a law here saying critical race theory is illegal and part of it does include stuff about critical race theory. So they're literally in violation of the law what they're teaching our kids. But beyond that, there's all these other subjects are all obviously not okay either. So, you know, there's, we're now looking at different options about homeschooling and, and stuff like that because you can't trust sending your kids off to school every day, which is just, just sad and terrible. You know, and like now we have another issue going on here. There's been a, a guy around our neighborhood for weeks now keeps popping up multiple days in a row every single day when the kids are getting off the bus. Multiple times been caught videotaping kids and trying to talk to little kids and they call the police on him and they come down. And they're like, well, unless we know that he's using it for sexual purposes, there's nothing we can do. I'm like, he's videotaping little children on the side of the road. He has an Arizona license plate. We're in Tennessee. He's in a rental truck, a U-Haul rental truck like literally nothing about this is okay. And like, you're telling me you can't do anything about it unless you have proof that it's for sexual, at least go tell the guy to get the hell out of here. I'm like, cause you know, you're in Tennessee and people are going to make sure this guy gets out of there one way or the other. It's going to be a lot messier for you if you don't do anything about it, you know? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy everywhere you look, there's people coming for our kids and, and you know, you get no support from the government on how to stop it. If anything, they're, they're promoting it. So, you know, it's, the good thing is that like, this is one of those topics that people will be silent. They'll, they'll sit there. They'll let their freedoms get eroded away. They won't mind. They don't mind the censorship online. They don't mind the inflation. They'll just make themselves okay with everything. But if you come for the kids, all bets are off. Like pe everybody will stand up for that. You know what I mean? Especially around here. We, you know, there's like a neighborhood group on Facebook and literally every single person anywhere in this area knows about this guy. There's pictures of him on There's daily reports the whole neighborhood is watching him now and other neighborhoods too, because apparently he's popping up there too. You know, like that's part of why I moved to Tennessee is that community. And there's a lot of like-minded people here that are on the same. Like I was, when I was forced out to the West coast for work and actually had to move to, to LA and we stayed there for a month. And I told my boss, like, I'm leaving, whether you fire me or not, that's, that's on you. I don't care. I'm not, I can't stay here. You know, it was driving down the street and we saw somebody literally smoking crack on the side of the road on like a Tuesday at like noontime and the sickest part was like 20 people walked by and didn't even look at him. They were just so used to that and so desensitized to a man smoking crack in broad daylight 
then nobody even bothered to look at him. Never mind saying anything and do anything. And I was like, I can't do that. My kids are not growing up around here. And we went to Santa Monica beach, which is supposedly one of the nicest beaches in America. And we saw two homeless men trying to kill each other and rolling around the streets, screaming at the top of their lungs and people just stepping over them and walking by. And I'm like, I'm not going to teach my kid to turn off their humanity just to live here. So, you know, we end up had it. We, they decided they let me move to Las Vegas and we lived on like the very, very outskirts of it. Like literally three roads over and you're in Red Rock Canyon. And, uh, it was okay. You know, we kind of stuck to ourselves. The school was decent at the time. Then the pandemic came and I'm great grateful that we were there because, you know, everybody was locked down in the country. We just spent the whole time out in the desert. Just hopped in my truck. We just drive for hours, go up on mountains, hike, camping everywhere. So we spent most of the pandemic outside and enjoying life. So it was, it was good for that. But then once things got back to normal, we're like, yeah, we don't really want to be in Las Vegas. So that's when took Tennessee and that's the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. I also, I lived in Vegas for five years. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay. You know about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, it's funny is we, we lived. What's that? What? No, you no, were... go ahead. It's really funny. When we, we moved there, there was, a massive drought and it didn't rain for it's like 270 days or something like that it was literally zero rain and like it's the desert so we just thought that was normal and we you know we had no idea and it's funny after we moved to tennessee we started watching that csi show which is in vegas and like every third episode it's pouring rain and we're like where where is that what is that we, and you know now i was reading the other day that it was flooding and the, the strips got like three feet of water running down and i'm like i never saw a single drop of rain when we lived there like it's funny we, didn't, we just assumed that's how it was in the desert <laughs> Yeah. Now it it did rain a few times while the five years that I lived there. In fact, there was even a bad flash flood when it rained really mm. hard, but <laughs> and even yeah. snowed the first winter I, I was there. But mm. <laughs> well, the ironic thing was, you know, it's it's Sin City or whatever, and sure there's plenty of not child friendly stuff there, but we did our best. We avoided everything. You know, occasionally there's like a driving billboard that goes by or a girl in a bikini or something. That was about as bad as it got. So we lived there for a year and a half. Our kids never saw anything that, you know, I was really, really upset about. And we moved to Tennessee and we decided to take a ride through Nashville one day. And there was a detour and they sent us down Broadway. There in broad daylight, some girl comes up and flashes my kids. I'm like, seriously, a year and a half in Vegas, not once. And now literally the first week we're in, when, in uh, Tennessee and this is what my kids are seeing. Yeah. We don't spend a whole lot of time in Nashville anymore. <laughs> but obviously, you know, you see me here on cam, you see that background I got there. And uh, that area you're looking at is my hometown where I actually grew up, a horseshoe bend, Idaho. Uh, there, as ha, to this day, now has a uh, population probably about 850. Um, awesome. Predominantly white with a few Hispanics and uh, probably about four Asians. And, uh, you know, get this, somebody said that uh, there are no black people there because it's like Klan town and black people are afraid to go there. So they, mm. you know, the, the school there needs critical race theory, you know, to, to ease that kind of tension. I'm, I'm like, the reason why black yeah. <laughs> people don't live there is because they prefer the bigger cities, you idiot. It's not that mm. they're not welcome there. So the, it's just they don't. They don't want to be there in, in a rural area. They want to be where the action is. Don't you fucking. I mean, I live, I was, I was born and raised in Massachusetts and I met way more racist people there than I have living in Virginia or, or Tennessee. Yeah. You know, and, and then uh, I know what you're talking about too. I was going to say, tell you, you know, 
There was uh, one daycare worker who got fired because she sat down with a, with a toddler somewhere between, uh, I'd say, uh, one and three and told him, you're trying to push uh, gender ideology into him and, and told him it doesn't matter whether or not you were born with a little pee-pee deep down inside, you are a girl and drilled that into his head over and over again. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, she she ended up getting fired. And uh, it's like, you know, you're that's uh, that's another form of molestation. Mm-hmm. You're not. To, yeah, I mean, I'm a yeah. I'm a very accepting person. Like, I, I really don't care what people do as as long as they're not harming somebody else. You know what I'm saying? But even if I don't agree with it personally, like as long as it's not bothering anybody else, like whatever, do your thing. Don't shove it down my kid's throat. Like these are little children. They don't ha- have any ability to understand exactly what's going on or what you're talking about. And people are grooming them and convincing them to make life altering decisions. And now there's doctors out there willing to change their bodies permanently based on something that was drilled into their head at the early age. You know, it's just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and not only that, what we, there are other dangers too, especially somebody else had a, had a stripper go into a preschool in front of a bunch of preschoolers. And we got to think too, uh, Ted Bundy and uh, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, were two people that were exposed to pornography at early ages. And and what did they do in the in? Where they ended up? Yeah. Hmm. What? Yeah. So, you know, we we as parents have got to watch it. You know, my my buddy Mike Miller, who's co-founder of the Bearded Patriots. I go to his house and I meet his kids. They're uh, they're some of the most well-mannered kids I've I've seen in a long time. Oh yeah, they're homeschooled, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. They're not yeah. being fed the propaganda. Yeah, I mean, it's like even my kids' school now, like that new discipline structure they came up with. They will silently mark them down, give them this thing called a minor referral, and it'll get them in trouble. But they won't actually stop and tell the kid why he got in trouble. My son, like, just happened to check the website. He's like, wait, I got, I got in trouble. Like, I don't, even, I don't even know what I did. And nobody has been able to tell him what, they did, what he actually did wrong. And I'm like, that's not helping. That's not rehabilitating. He has no ability to make sure he doesn't do that again because he doesn't even know what it is that he did. We have no way to verify if it's even true because, again, like, we have no idea what he supposedly did, you know. And I don't, it's like they've changed the policy from trying to improve the kids and give them a better life to – Let's make them feel bad about themselves constantly. You know, like I don't, I don't understand what the the game is over there, but not, it's not okay. <laughs> now, back in my day, I got my ass whooped with a paddle or a belt or a switch. But you knew what you did wrong, and you didn't do it again. <laughs> and if you did, you knew what the consequence was. You know exactly. <laughs> oh no, I. But that's my generation. You know, I'm, I'm. I'm not too far from uh, 50 years old. I kind of think uh, anybody else past the post millennials, um, you know, cause even a lot of people, they put, they say, Oh, millennials are, are the, are the biggest problem, you know, but uh, actually I'd say it's the post millennials. Cause I, I happen to know a lot of millennials with, uh, with brains in their heads that work, but at the same time, I meet baby boomers that are woke as fuck. So. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's all over the place. You know, it's 
the government drives all these imaginary lines of division to try to make us all think we're all separate and we all should just argue and we can't be friends. And, you know, like so often out in the real world, like that doesn't really work. That does not really true. And, you know, like white people and black people generally don't have any problem with each other. You know, like there's obviously there's a few assholes that are going to be a problem always, but that's, that's a personal problem that they've got, you know what I mean? But you go out in the real world and like, you'd think that black people and white people just run around the street shooting at each other all the time, based on what you see on social media, what you hear on the news. And like, it's just not true. It's just not like that. You know what I mean? And there's every, all these different lines of division, all these different things they come up with, you know, and, and there's like memes and jokes they make about it to like normalize the things, you know, like that. Okay. Boomer would, and you know, Karen and like, you know, a lot of people believe those were literally invented to get kids to stop listening to their parents. And it's true. Like, you know, my kid tried that one on me one day. Like, okay. Boomer. Like, no, that's not going to, that's not going to work with me here. You know, like, and why does it matter what year someone was born? Like it doesn't, it's more who they are as a person. And like you said, there's, there's boomers that are good. There's boomers that are bad. There's millennials that are good. There's millennials that are bad. It's, it's no specific age or generation. You know, I mean, I, the generations, there's a higher percentage of kids that are lost the, the, you know, the younger they are nowadays, just because of what's going on with the schools, what's going on in the world, you know, and that's, that's the real issue. Like, but, they try to pin it on the issue is the people themselves. And it's really not, it's the world that they're living in and what they're being taught. And, you know, it's kind of warping minds into to being different than we were a long time ago. You know, I remember when I was a kid, like every day you start the, start the day with the pledge of allegiance at school. And like, oh, man. and when I was in high school, they made that illegal in Massachusetts because it says under God and that might offend some kids. And I'm like, if you want, if you want to skip that part, that's all right. But that, you don't get to not pledge allegiance to our flag. You don't get to try to be a good American. You don't get to care about, I mean, it's, it's, it says important things in there that, you know, I would think about and like understand about America. And like now the kids, my you know, kids today, like they, most of them can't even recite the pledge of allegiance because they, some of them are like, what is that? I haven't heard that before. Now, Tennessee, they do that. They, they read the pledge of allegiance and they should, you know, and I like that. Um, but so, so many places around the country, like their kids are growing up with no allegiance to America you know, that's why I actually wrote the song, My Pledge of Allegiance. It sort of goes through some of those lyrics and, and talks about how that's, you know, schools are making that a band just for whatever reason. And, you know, there's things that we were brought up, taught about how to act and what you should care about and how America is supposed to work. They've just like whitewashed all that and made it all disappear. You know, and like nowadays, every single day, I see at least 20 times a day, I see somebody saying, this is a democracy. But no, it's a constitutional republic. And you're like, I've been seeing you for hours now arguing with people and telling them off about this type of government that we don't even have. Like, yes, we use democracy for our voting system, but we're a constitutional republic, which means we have a constitution that we're supposed to abide by. And you don't get to just write that over because the popular vote decided that they don't like that anymore. Like, it doesn't work that way, you know, and exactly. it's amazing to me that how many people, how many Americans don't get that and don't get that the constitution is important, you know, and now the new Irish is like, all oh, those were written by really old guys that own slaves. So we shouldn't listen to anything they said. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> what you're saying literally makes no sense. You know, and, and you know, the two way argument, people like, Oh, they weren't talking about that. They're talking about like guns for hunting. You don't need war weapons. Like these are men who literally just fought a violent war to free themselves from tyrannical rule. Believe me, they a hundred percent meant you need guns for war. You need the ability to overthrow a corrupt government. Like, there's a, at least a hundred quotes from Jefferson about corrupt governments. And, you know, there's the, you know, what is the, the blood of tyrants? That whole one, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now, but like, that's what they were all about. These men literally had to do that. You know, their livelihood, their freedom relied on it and they took their guns and they overthrew their government. So yes, when they wrote down the second amendment, 
It was specifically, you need guns to defend yourself in case your, in case your government gets out of check. You know, you hear Joe Biden, he's like, well, you don't need an AR-15. I don't see any deers with body armor out in the woods. I'm like, it's, that has nothing to do with any of this. That was never about hunting, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just difficult because these are like the founding things that set off our country in motion. These are, and they were written for a reason because th- these are men that knew. They just went through all this. They knew what to write down to protect against governments like they just freed themselves from. And now, you know, here we are hundreds of years later, people are like, oh, that stuff does it's outdated, it's irrelevant now. I'm like, we're going through some of the same shit they did. You know what I mean? Like, it's obviously not irrelevant. So history continues to repeat itself over and over again. You know, and that's why they keep trying to delete history and get rid of statues and get rid of, don't not talk about certain things that happened because those will remind you and make people realize, hey, they're doing this again. We got to watch out for this, you know? So they delete these important parts of history and then warp other ones to, to trigger kids into thinking different ways, you know? And, the, and it's, just, um, it's really disturbing. Yeah. And they're being taught too that communism is the better way to go. And we know damn well, we've, mm-hmm. seen, we've seen what communism has done to Russia and the former Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. We, we've seen what, mm-hmm. how Venezuela uh, used to be a thriving utopia and is now a third world shithole after they implemented mm-hmm. communism. Yes, so. And it's funny, like, you know, so then the liberals are going, oh, no, it's not communism we want, but socialism. And I'm like, you realize socialism is specifically a step on the way to communism. was the whole purpose of it. Now, if you can hear me, your audio got muted. Let's see. Uh, hopefully uh, we get this. Oh my goodness! Gotta love technical difficulties. All right, uh, experience a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, however, we do have uh, that part resolved. Um, but uh, Mr. Stone Miller, uh, one. One other question I want I want to ask you because we do have to wrap this up pretty soon as I I know these conversations can carry on for a long time because there's a lot of stuff to cover there. Uh, to, I I mentioned before you know we see all these uh, patriotic rap artists coming out of the woodwork. Um, it, if you had the opportunity to work with any of them, is is there any of them that uh, in particularly that you would uh, like to work with at all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tom McDonald, Burden, you know, any of those guys. Adam Calhoun, but unfortunately he's about to make his last rap album and then he's done with rap for the most part. But, um, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm open to working with anybody that has, you know, similar ideas. And, you know, again, like, I'm open to working with people with different ideas too, but if, as far as a political album goes, or political songs go, you know, it's got to be something that lines up with me, of course. But, uh, yeah, you know, any of those guys really. You know, I'll tell you really quick, uh, you know, um, the, the latest one from Kid Rock, We the People, there's there's two things I like about it. Uh, you know, number one, obviously, the message that uh, he's putting out there, you got to appreciate that. But also, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, when Kid Rock first started and uh, he was he was with, uh, well, I think it was his name was Joe C. There he had a specific sound to him in his like first two or three uh, albums that he put out, you know, and uh, devil without a cause was, uh, was like, 
or I'd say we the people, the sound of we the people was like a throwback to Devil Without a Cause, how he how he sounded when he broke out on the scene. And that that's the other part of that song that I absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah. But uh I got one final question for you here and we'll wrap it up. Um you said you said before that uh you know you've had people hit you up and talk about how you've inspired them. But let's say a group of kids ages 15 to early 20s approach you and tell you they want to break in the music business. They want to start a band. What advice do you think you'd give them? I mean, it's it's a good time for that, to be honest. Um, You know, I was trying to do it 20 years ago, and it it was a nightmare back then. Basically, if you weren't signed, if you didn't have representation, no one would talk to you. You couldn't get anywhere. You couldn't distribute your music online. Nowadays, we live in a time where it's actually possible to be an independent artist and get your music out there and build your own career and, and not have to follow the mainstream way. You know, because when you get signed by a label, they don't want that controversy. Like, you're not going to be talking about this kind of stuff. They won't allow it. You know, and now we live in this time where it's possible. And I just say, you know, look at some of these independent artists, look at what they're doing and try to follow in their footsteps, you know, and looking to go the independent route, which allows you to be who you want to be as an artist and speak about what you want to speak about. Because, you know, when it comes down to it, people recognize what's real and what's not for the most part. And there's artists out there that act fake and people see right through it and they don't go anywhere. So, you know, to be a real influential artist, you have to be true to yourself and be true with your audience. And the only way you can do that and be political these days is to actually be independent. So, you know, it's, I've been approached by labels and I'm approached by management and different things that I want to talk to them. So I just, I don't have any interest in that world because I can only be me. And I know that that's not going to be accepted in that world. And I'm fine with that. So, you know, I think that's a, it's a lot more work, a lot more things to learn about, but at the end of the day, it's worth it to just stay, stay, hold the line and keep, keep grinding as an independent artist. And someday you'll get there because the day you sign, it's it's essentially over. Like you just changed your path forever, and you're, there's really no coming back from that. All right, I like that answer. I hate to say it because uh, this has been a great conversation, but we are out of time. I want to thank you so much uh, for joining the show. And uh, before, uh, if you're listening on the audio portion of the full podcast, uh, we're going to hit a music set coming soon, where I'm going to feature uh, three more songs, of course by uh stone miller but uh before i get to that why don't you give yourself a plug tell the listeners where they can find you uh you got social media reverb nation itunes spotify all that good shit yeah i got you know i got uh instagram twitter facebook i'm kind of everywhere stone miller music on most of the most things on spotify itunes everything i got a new song and a new music video coming out september 16th that i'm really excited about the, uh, my son, my oldest son actually helped me produce the song. He's actually becoming, he's 13 and he's actually a really talented audio producer and he's, uh, which is what he wants to do when he grows up. And, um, his mother helped, she did all the videography for me. My, both my sons appear in the video. So it was start to end this, the whole thing was a, a family affair. And it's actually kind of about the whole journey that we've been through. And, and, you know, the, it's called didn't come this far because the idea is we didn't come this far to only come this far, you know, and, and it's just, uh, it's, sort of inspirational people and no matter how much you've been through and how difficult life gets like just keep pushing on it keeps getting better and so check that out it's coming out november 16th and a lot more coming absolutely absolutely one more thing too 
I just I just kind of wanted to throw this at you, kind of like a curveball. But uh, should you accept the invitation, my brother, I want to uh, invite you to the Brotherhood of the Bearded Patriots. Do you accept the invitation? Yeah, I mean, it seems to make sense at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, I will fill you in on the details, but I welcome you to the Brotherhood. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you so much for your time. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. There you have the interview with Stone Miller. And, yes, welcome him to the Brotherhood of the Bearded Patriots. Yes, indeed. So we're going to go to the first music set of the show. We got three more songs by Stone Miller. Plus, uh, I've got uh, Marine Norris and Quarter After Three, formerly known as Motion Device, into the mix. With all that said, be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? Government. Taking the country, man, from our defense Gets corrupted, man, it's funny when you follow the money Man, you're buying the guns, they want to be protecting them These fools will bend the rules and think it's cool if it's defending them Our guns are what's preventing them from fully circumventing them That's why they keep inventing clever ways to say they're getting them Why are we letting them set the precedent to choose the presidents With tools like ballot mules and rules directing them Who's representing them? It ain't the people we're condemning them We need to bring an end to the Democrats tending them They hate our bill of rights cause it equates to civil rights And now they fight against religious types and what's no bill of rights Okay, you say, hooray for gums Do they go spray, no way, don't play, that's dumb Trigger, don't squeeze it, say, means it needs a man to hell Which means the guns are not the fucking problem, bitch, it's metal hell Probably from the metal hell, they're fucking us down and then compelling us To think that we're on well, oh well, I guess the time will tell I wanna yell, scream as well, I need to quell the feeling Tell I'm dealing with these demons, dreaming that we won't rebel Born to raise hell and well, equipped to stay gelling One of these days they wanna take your guns, okay, felon? You'll turn them in and let them win if they just ask Nice, right? Criminals always obey the law without a fight You see the problem now, if all the tigers got them And the good guys turn them in, now we ain't got a way to stop them If saying something illegal made them stop We wouldn't need all the prisons to keep all the criminals away from all the people It's the feeble reason for treason that we'll hold up And we the people scheming team, we need to roll up We can't be holed up and fold up and scroll down Got no love for those that won't show up or throw down Oh, damn, I didn't think of that Guns are bands, criminals won't have gas wow. Oh, damn, I didn't think of that It is the thugs, it's the guns going brat tat tat No, damn, listen to the facts Guns are bands, criminals will have the only gas wow. Oh, damn, I bet you didn't think of that It's the thugs, all the guns going brat tat tat No, damn, listen to the facts Guns are bands, criminals will have the only gas wow. Oh, damn, I bet you didn't think of that It's the thugs, all the guns going brat tat tat Remember the time when the AR came alive and Objects on a lobby, I'm conspiring Take away the life of a child that is trying Taking firearms with a raise my alarm But I see right through what you're doing and now I'm buying arms We should hire guards, put them aside of every school all the time You got a kids, protect them from the body crime It's finally time to fix the problems with solutions Not remove our rights and violate the constitution There's no substitution for these founding institutions They feel the fight, the AI, but it's really just illusions They deal in mass confusion to ruin the land we love They're spreading mass illusions and choosing what we become Using these victims to take a freedom They really think that we 
hit dumb, but truth is we don't need them. Rat tat tat, everybody hearing that? You shitty cities led by liberal Democrats. Another drive by, another five lives. Why? Cut the band in your city, why the people dying? If some control was fine, why wouldn't I be declining? I'm trying to find why, but I think that you're just lying. I'm finding it hard to believe. You're not trying to deceive. We the people, what you trying to achieve? We're not naive, we can't perceive what's happening. You're after these, and y'all 15s, and after them, you're after From Breath Wasters Records, the album you didn't know you were waiting for is finally here. Oh, my, 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 my. The greatest hit of Fresno. Subtitled. I'm your prison, bitch. All of your favorite Fresno routine, including these classic utterances. I have had sex with many girls. We were doing it so much one time in a store when we first met each other, and I masturbated so much at a bus stop. Kind of stupid, but I got a herpes sore. She did flip a booger in my salad when we were eating at one of the restaurants when we first met each other. She is incredible. With his unoriginal style of babbling bullshit, no man has ever done more with less than Fresno. Bad Billy really has... Um, um, you know, this is Fresno, yes. The greatest hit of Fresno is available on two CDs, two vinyl LPs, or one single MP3 download. That didn't work. Buy it now before supplies last forever. Yeah. 
Turn up beautiful, they tempting their fate It's about to be a funeral Country boys don't play, watch what I'ma do to you In every single state, going crazy like a Super Bowl Always acting wild, such a badass child Bad grade, throwing face, coming home with a smile Swearing up and down, I'm just as shocked as you are I don't know why I got an F on my report card I don't wanna point the finger, but the system is fucked Ask your kids the truth, bet they tell you that it sucks Compliment a woman, she might take it wrong End up doing three to five, man, fuck being grown It's a much different world than when I grew up Back then you were allowed to screw up Don't do it again, learn from your mistakes Man, I sure can remember better days I remember better days I remember when times weren't so bad Off the ground, took the biggest one in town, make the lot of sound. So we threw it down every time someone come around. Pop the hood, son, what's good? Boy, you go it down. After that, we be good. Burn some wood that we found. Watch the flames kiss the sky. Pass the apple pie, shine around. I'm flying now, I'm so high, I can't even frown. But I still remember better days. Let me break it down. I remember skipping class, going fishing, sneaking up the parking lot like an impossible mission. And wishing every day could be that fun. We kept the line in the whole time till we lost the sun. Replaced all the beers in our coolers with catfish And that is one of my best memories And, and I wish my kids enjoy life in the same ways And one day they'll say I remember better days I remember better days I remember when times weren't so bad There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at hunterathletic.myshopify.com gear up and let's train What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight 
website is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. There are also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number 2, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've ever your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Rigid glass. Take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Stone Miller with Better Days featuring Mike Bama. Before that, Quarter After Three, formerly known as Motion Device with No One Else. 
Before that, Stone Miller with My Pledge of Allegiance. Before that, Marie Norris with Twisted. And starting off the whole set, Stone Miller with Don't Didn't Think of That. All right. So moving right along, we have Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with, of course, Philip D. Blackman out of Texas. Before I get to that, it is time to reveal the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is Loretta Holmes out of San Antonio, Texas. So she thought it it would be wise to uh, spray uh, mace or pepper spray in her 71-year-old landlord's, former landlord's face after he evicted her. Well, I mean, I can't say. I don't know if she didn't pay her rent or if she didn't follow the rules of the complex where she was living. But nonetheless, uh, he felt uh, necessary to evict her and... And he did so, and, well, I guess uh, she didn't like it. I know it sucks being homeless, but it doesn't give you the right to commit assault. Anyway, with that said, it is time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with Philip D. Blackman. Here we go. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make... America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, I am joined again by my bearded brother, Philip D. Blackman out of Texas. What's going on? Oh, bad Billy. How are you, my man? I'm loving life. That's hey, that's awesome. That's that's what you're supposed to do, right? Absolutely. Yes, yes. So I uh, got some things to uh to co- cover, but uh I want to get one minor thing. And I I I really shouldn't be mentioning this, but I just kind of feel the need to, I guess. But uh we'll get this over really quick. So we got that little idiot. Up in New York, Mr. Crazy Joe Jose Martinez. <laughs> so, you know, he's trying to do political videos and all that, you know, trying to he's it's like he's trying to steal my thunder, which he's failing miserably at. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he was on his broadcast when he uh challenged uh Matt Connerton to a debate, which it's pretty funny on that note. Uh, he didn't he challenges Matt to a debate and doesn't even bother to contact matt to make sure he's available to be there for it yeah, hey you're invited to a debate that i'm hosting <laughs> yeah. so you know in in the end somebody's somebody called joe's uh his, his uh uh studio line spoofing matt's number and of course so you know matt's not going to show up at all and uh <laughs> But since he called the somebody called spoofing the number, he he called Matt back um, against Matt's plans. He's there anyway, and he just makes a mockery of Joe, just making for you. Made made Joe look like the idiot that he is. But after that was over, 
He's uh, he's on there with his buddy Big Kev, who who he calls, who he says is a six foot seven uh, mountain of muscle that's just going to tear me apart if I ever come to New York. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, um, he's a lot cool. He's a lot cooler online. I, I do. I got to give him that. He's he's really cool guy online. So he says though that, uh, and I want to ask you as a veteran, mm-hmm. get your take on this. I have no business calling myself a patriot when I've never served in the military. Plus, he thinks I'm a leftist communist, too. And so the leftist communist, you know, that, that's nothing but there, we, could, we could talk about that as, as being utterly ridiculous. But <clears throat> this notion that you, you, you have to be a veteran to be a patriot is absolutely garbage, you know, because if that's the case, that means our law enforcement, our, our, our fire and rescue, you know, all these wonderful first responders who serve their communities and their countries. Um, they're not patriots because they didn't join the military. That is absolutely stupid, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think uh, being a patriot is being loyal to the to your country being loyal to your constitution being proud of where you are born and raised well let's take it one step farther right so i mean i think being a patriot is kind of in our oath of enlistment you know you you swear that you will support and defend the constitution of the united states against all enemies both foreign and domestic that's if you're willing to if you're willing to to do that then i think that's pretty damn patriotic and um, I, I just I, <laughs> look, I understand veterans get all uh, smeagly about shit like that. You know, uh, it's the precious I'm patriot. No, that's not true. That's absolutely stupid for anyone to suggest that you have to be a veteran. No negative horse shit. Um, next slide. Yep. As as far far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all that I listed. Uh, I said, you know, I mean. You can take people who who can't serve, whether they they're bound to a wheelchair, they have Down syndrome, or whatever ails them. Mm-hmm. Asthmatics. If they're if they're proud to be here and talk and talk good about our nation, talk good about our constitution, and support our constitution, they have the right to be called patriots. Well, you know, on that uh, to to expand that, um, what I think about what being a patriot is not is. Um, is being a racist bigot, you know, someone who, um, you know, because as, as the United States of America, we are the melting pot. Um, I do believe that everyone who is in our country, they should be doing the right thing. Um, as far as legal immigration, I don't believe in illegal immigration, but at the end of the day, man, we got Italian Americans, Hispanic Americans to include, you know, Joe Martinez. He's a Hispanic American, but yet he hates Mexicans. He calls them wetbacks. Um, he hates black folks. I mean, that's not what being a patriot is. Being a patriot is loving everyone of all walks of life. If they're willing to die and, and protect freedom, then that is a patriot. You know, we accept them all. You can't be a patriot and only accept the white ones. That's called a supremacist. And just like January 6th, when that happened, John B. Wells said, these people are not patriots because patriots don't act like that. Amen. Yes. So anyway, we're done with that and got that cleared out of the air. Uh, what I really want to talk about, uh, the, the more serious subjects, is, of course, you know, ever since uh, we had a change of administration, I'm, I mean, and I understand you're not the biggest fan of uh, Trump. But you got to applaud him. He he really did do a good job on securing our border. Yes, I, I'll I'll agree with that. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, building the wall, hey, it's a good idea. I, I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, some people say, oh, it's, it's like the Berlin wall or whatever that crap. You, you know, know I, I heard I was at a I was at a concert in uh, San Francisco. I was when I was I was doing a working for the NFL and it was uh, the day after the game. We hung around for a uh, for a concert. MC Hammer and all. Well, Bono was there. And this is right when President Trump, uh, you know, this re-election, so you're going to build a wall like in Berlin? And I was, I'm like, man, people really did say that shit. And it's, I'm sorry, Billy, just what you just said, it, it's so funny because that is, that's the argument. That's it's the uh, Berlin Wall. No, um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, when it came to after the, after, uh, the Germans started two world wars, basically, I mean, I can't pin the full fault of world war one and two on, on Germany, but they had a good deal to do with it. Oh yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's why it was done. And then after about all oh, 40 years or so, I was like, okay, you guys learned your lesson. We're going to tear it down now. You know, you know people, people who, who are against walls, I ask them, every one of them, like, well, do you have a front door on your house? <laughs> well, yeah. Why? Well, I mean, if you're not worried about what, you know, what the every other day citizen is going to be doing, then take the wall, take the door off your house. You know, don't lock anything. Take down the walls around your house. If you want to be inclusive, then include your own American citizens and that oh, they can never subscribe. They can never understand. They can never wrap their mind around that logic. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, you know, the, I, the Mexican border, it, it's, it's been a disaster since the change of administration in January, 2021. I mean, uh, Biden and his administration have first of they there's been lies of propaganda. Somebody on a horse is whipping somebody. Mm. That's no, that never happened. No. Look at the fucking tape right there is what I got to say on that and see what really happened. Well, you know, on, on that particular thing, you know, and this is the crazy thing, you know, we have this porous border, over 3 million illegal immigrants have come into this country um, with this porous border, you know, we're hearing about fentanyl overdoses, right? And, and what, what we're, we're failing to remember, that is Chinese fentanyl being pushed through the Mexican cartels and is killing Americans. And they're not overdosing on fentanyl per se. That is not the intent. They're doing another non-lethal drug, cocaine. Um, well, any drugs can be lethal if you use enough of it, but I digress. These people are using these, un, these, uh, these drugs that are not fatal and it's laced with fentanyl. So in essence, we're allowing the Mexican cartels because of this porous border that Biden has created. Now we're really letting Mexican cartels kill our American citizens left and right. And no one is being held accountable for it. Yes. And this is the same president. With this porous border, I mean, like I said, three million veterans or three million illegals have come across. Do you know that Joe Biden has never been to the border as a president, as a vice president, or as a center as a senator? Joe Biden has done nothing in his in his damn near fifty years in an office. I mean, so so what? Uh, you know, what really struck me too is how in nineteen eighty six. He's talking about uh, how Nelson Mandela needs to be, be free in South Africa and, and they need to end that that uh, apartheid regime, you know, because it's just crushing black South Africans. But yeah, he's the one who said that when uh, segregation was lifted, I want I want my kids to go to school, not the jungle. Yeah, so they didn't want to be in a racial jungle was his words. Yeah. 
you know, so, so what's up with that right there? And yeah, he, he's proven time and time again, what a hypocritic idiot he is. Just like in his speech, one thing I caught and I, I, I stated this on a, on the video that I did for the bearded Patriots video chronicles was, uh, I'm working with Republicans pretty good, but MAGA Republicans are are just a terrorist, whatever, you know. But in the president in the presidential debate in 2020, the second second one, uh Donald Trump asked him why he didn't implement these policies when he had eight years to do do it on on the uh, I can't remember what it was. And uh Biden's excuse his answer was an excuse, said because mm-hmm. I had I had to work with I had to work with Republican Congress. Yeah. It's like, okay, but now you can work with Republicans. So come on. Come yeah, on. He, well, he calls Liz Cheney a Republican. He can work with you know Republicans like Liz Cheney and Matt Kensington, right? Those, those Republicans, he can work with them. So there is a semblance of truth to what he's saying. It's just you got you to gotta open your eyes just a little bit wider to see the full picture of BS. Uh, I was I was kind of throwing back to the '80s cartoons, uh, the tri- or the rhinos, Democrats in disguise. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but you're showing our age here. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, so you know, you get. I'm not the biggest fan of Greg Abbott. I mean, I'll, I know he's done some good things. He's done some bad things like everybody else. He mm-hmm. has kind of shown to be a rhino at times. At, at times, he's shown to be a true Republican. But, uh, you know, now I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you got to be take a walk in Greg Abbott's shoes and he's got to deal with ah, it. I see what you did there. Take a walk in his shoes. He's in a wheelchair. How insensitive are you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, I, that, that I didn't know, but, uh, you didn't. Yeah. Greg Abbott, he's, he's, uh, he's a wheelchair. He's wheelchair bound. Yeah. I didn't know that. So take a roll on his wheels and we'll try that one. Well, whatever, you know, <laughs> still, you know, try, try being him for a moment and try to deal with this at the border. Yeah. And then he's, he's, he's catching heat from New York and Chicago. Mm-hmm. So now I want you to correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, the impression I have is Okay. You guys want these people so bad, you can have them. I'm sending a caravan your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think it's a very brilliant move. Political as hell, but it's very brilliant because the uh, the leftist Democrats in these in these states that are not a border state, they're all, we, we should care about these immigrants. We should let them all in. And they're all about immigration. Let them in, let them in, let them in. You evil Southern states, you red states, you sorry sacks of crap, right? So what 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 uh, Greg Abbott has done is he's brilliantly like, oh, well, so we, we should. Let, all right. So here you go. So you want illegals here. So let me go ahead and bring them to your front door. And that way you can see what it's doing to our southern border. Our our our, our every municipality on the southern border, their law enforcement is taxed, taxed. These men and women who are who are behind the shield, they don't get a day off because they're always busy. You got the National Guard. You've got the uh, Texas Department of uh, uh, Safety. You've got DHS. You've got people. These border these border cities are flooded with immigrants. You know when you when you talk about uh, down in Eagle Pass, it's a population of I think like eleven thousand. But the illegal immigrants that are there doubles their population. So there, there's like thirty two thousand people, which means twenty thousand of this town 
is illegal immigrants. And that is a strain on their economy. These northern bastards don't care. They're not they don't care about the issues until now. Now it's in their situation. New York, they had four thousand immigrants, four thousand that showed up that, that Greg Abbott dropped off and he wanted a national emergency declared. For 4,000, they have the infrastructure. They have the ability to take care of them. They just don't. So I, I think I think it's amazing that what Greg Abbott is doing, because now he's you're seeing he, he's he's saying, well, if you want illegal immigration, then here you here's some illegal immigrants. Oh, well, we were for illegal immigrants, but not in our backyard. And then he, and, then, and then you have that stupid bitch, Lori Lighthead, excuse me, Lori Lightfoot. Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, basically, uh, I think what's best described Lori, Lori Lightfoot is uh, they, a meme of her that said if if morning breath had a face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Mitch McConnell, I say Mitch McConnell, if, if uh, vaginal itchiness had a face, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, yeah, we got some ugly ones. So, yeah. What, is, what did Lightfoot specifically say? Um, I have to go back to the video and actually hear it again, but basically. Uh, yeah, basically. It, she she was like, damn Greg Abbott and for what he's doing to to these people. I guess it, it's on us to take care of them. Well, yeah, because you asked for them. You said, hey, you're you're being a bigoted bastard. You're being a racist by trying to shut down your border. If you weren't racist, you'd let these illegal immigrants in. So again, Abbott's like, well, you're absolutely right. Not only do you have, you know, not only do you have a predominantly black population there in Chicago, but now he's beefing up the the um, the Democratic uh, voters, the Hispanic population. Right. That, that uh, you would think that she'd be happy with that. He just gave her a bunch of free votes. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, she is she is ruined. She has ruined Chicago. Or I can't I can't blame that fully on her, but she's helped with the uh, D destruction for sure absolutely but, but you know an important note too is how many of these immigrants coming from the from the uh border are actually mexicans you know so i've been i've been looking at the at that research and, and consequently about you know over 90 percent of them are of uh of what i don't know what what are you calling a mexican are you talking about from Mexico, or are you I'm talking saying, about from Central America and South America? No, I mean Mexico. I understand there's there's Latin America and South America and all that, yep. but uh, you're talking about just straight up and down Mexico. Yeah, you know, oh, small. It's got to be tiny. Yeah, you know, I mean, and how many of them are Middle Eastern? You know, I mean, because you know that's how that's how a lot of them, the nine eleven attack. The hijackers got in. They got in through Mexico, and what they did was uh, basically they they went from the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, where Afghanistan, wherever, into Mexico, learned to speak Spanish, obtained Mexican identities, and passed into the United States as Mexicans. And it's easy for them to do that since their skin tone is almost identical. Yeah, I mean, I, I challenge anybody to look at a. To look at a Middle Easterner and a uh, and a Hispanic or Mexican, we'll call them, um, you know, Mexico Mexican, um, side by side, they don't have to say a word and, and point out which one's which. It's 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 virtually impossible to do, and that's not a gig on anyone. That's just waters wet, skies blue, and that is a fact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean the the skin tone 
you know, I mean, you take an Indian from, I mean, a real Indian from India mm-hmm. and, and you can see they're not as dark as a black African, but yet much darker than a, than a white person or a Mexican. And, and they're very distinctive. You, well, the, yeah. The bone structure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they're, they're easy to point out. Native Americans are easy to point out. I mean, God, then well, the one time I went to Canada, I mean, usually I can tell who can speak English and who, who doesn't here in the United States, but in Canada, there are people as white as me and they don't speak English. So yeah, the, the, well, that's not their, that's not their national language. So, I mean, right on for them, yeah. but, but you know, that's the, that's the crazy thing. You don't go, you go there with the expectation because you know, you're kind of conditioned white people speak English, you know, just because it's part of it. But when you go there and, and they don't, they, then they start talking to you in French, right. Or, or different variations, they, you don't automatically demand, well, Hey, you need to learn how to speak English. So, you know, you don't, you don't conform, but they're asking us to conform with what's going on with us, with our Southern border. Yeah. I mean, you see the connection, right? There's, it's just different rules, uh, different yeah. rules of etiquette. You know, I've never been against, uh, you know, um, making Spanish a, um, a required course. I don't, I heard last, I heard it is in Texas, but I, you know, I mean, the foreign language, the foreign languages here in Texas is either Spanish or French. Um, I took Spanish for two years. Um, it's, <laughs> and it's paid off down here. Yeah. You know, and not only that, I mean, it, it, it's not just, you know, whether you're in Texas you or if you go out East Florida, you got Cuba and Puerto Rico and all that, you know, they all speak Spanish. So, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you it want, is our second language. It's our second language as a country, and that's okay. You, you know, that's perfectly fine. You know, and that that brings me to one other thing too. And I want to know how much you hear about this. Is like, well, you know, Texas was stolen from Santa Ana, but let's look at the history even further. Who is Santa Ana? Well, gee, he's a descendant of Hernan Cortez. Hernan Cortez. What did he do? He sailed on a ship from Spain, went to Mexico, enslaved the Mayans and the Aztecs, and uh, those he didn't kill, he, yeah, he enslaved, stole their gold, and forbid them to speak their native language and learn Spanish. So Sa- Santa Ana, nothing more than the descendant of a settler of a land thief himself. Mm-hmm. Well, so look, you know, before uh, Texas joined the Union, uh, down here we were called Texicans, um, and, and you know because we were we were Texas Mexicans, you know, or, you know, and that's just kind of how it was, and you know we we all just we we all just kind of fell into ourselves. Now, once we joined the Union, they identified our boundaries, and that is what it is because the Louisiana Purchase covered everything north of Texas. Because Texas was still part of uh, part of Mexico at the time, so when they when they broke it off, you know, yeah, we were for even for even though we joined the Union, we were still for years, decades, still calling ourselves Texicans, and anyone who come who didn't come from our neck of the woods, we didn't like them. Yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me too. I had a dis- I had a conversation with a Hispanic gentleman right here in Idaho. You know, he's very, he's got the brown pride put on his, uh, his forearm, only it's written in Spanish and I can't remember how that's pronounced, but, uh, you know, he, he had something in Spanish tattooed on his arm and it translates to brown pride. Mm-hmm. And I said, 
you know, and I say, you're, you're proud of your Spanish language, right? And he goes, oh, oh yeah, it's my first language. And it's like, yeah, but think about this. Why, why do your people speak Spanish when you're an ocean across from Spain? <laughs> think about that. You know, if, if you're truly proud of your heritage, you'd be, that would be written in Mayan or Azteca. Yeah, but that's not really a, a handy language that people have. Everybody can understand Spanish. Because it, because it, because it was stolen from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, it's, that's that's kind of one of the, to be honest with you, Bill, it's kind of a dick thing to do, man. No, no. You, but I mean, but you're, you're right. Like, you know, how much of how much of your heritage do you know? If you're going to be proud of it, do you know all of it? Yeah. I mean, it, it was an educational dick move, but, you know, actually, I mean, he didn't. probably blew that, mi that man's mind. He didn't. He didn't see it that way. He didn't see it that way at all, and and uh, kind of took to heart what I was talking about, you know, and and wanted to do further research. But I haven't, I haven't seen him spoken to him since then because I don't work at that factory anymore. Yeah. No, but that. Hey, but you know, like I said, although it's a dick move, it's still pretty cool, man. Because it's like you know, I am not trying to, I'm not trying to be a jerk or mock you, but do you know? And and it's crazy that you know a lot of us don't know. I mean, you know, we we don't know our own heritage. Exactly. You know, I mean, I mean, obviously I was raised speaking English, but being part Native American, you know, and also my Scottish heritage, too, where I mean, my ancestors there had their language stolen from them by by the English and, you know, that no longer allowed to speak Gaelic. They had they had to learn English. Hmm. You know, I mean, those things go back, go back thousands of years, of course. Yeah. Still very interesting, though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, kind of got us off topic here. But well, we were talking about the southern border, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad you you brought it back up because, you know, what what's going on right now, especially here in Texas, we do not have the resources. We and this administration has zero desire to provide them resources, and yet they still want to stand back and they want to mock and ridicule because you know. When when you're when you're struggling, you are you you got to get creative for your own survival, and now I think that's what Governor Abbott's doing is he's trying to protect our citizens because man, crime is through the roof down here in these border oh cities. Oh my god! And, and the government doesn't want any part of it. They they'll arrest them, but then they'll release them almost immediately for reconnaissance. Hey, come back later on, on this date, and of course they don't. And give them amnesty. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, it's it's like the border's wide open, and Biden, in his own way, is saying, come on over. You're free to rape and pillage and steal. Am I wrong? No, I don't think so. I mean, well, I don't know. I, I, he did actually say, you know, you know, at one point, you know, hey, yeah, come on over. You know, we'll, we'll take care of you. And, and they did. They come in in droves. Uh, within, within the, I mean, within two weeks of him being in, in being sworn in, they were we were already seeing record numbers here in our state because he let it happen. Now, as far as the rape and murder and pillage and all that other stuff, you know, with these illegal immigrants, I don't see it no different than what's going on in these liberal cities, these blue cities, um, where they do have rapists and murderers and pillagers in these cities as well. They have no desire to um, to enforce the law because to them the the criminals are the victims so 
you know, kind of what's going on in our own in our own uh, country. We're we're also affording that same freedom and luxury to these illegals, who, by the way, their very first thing they do with the second they cross over illegally is broke a law. So they are criminals. Every single one of them who come across are criminals, but we don't <laughs> want to admit that. Oh my goodness, I didn't expect that. Nothing I could do about it at the moment, though. But uh, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I maybe you know, I I know I'm kind of jumping the gun, stretching it a little bit, uh, you know, when I it just, but that's the way it feels when, especially when they commit crimes and and these this government doesn't do a fucking thing about it. Except, and I think you're you're absolutely right. Yes. It's a, it's a fair observation. I mean, oh, here's a slap on the wrist. You've been a bad boy. You got to go back to Mexico for a while, but and come back when you think you can be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and and as a matter of fact, they don't even tell them to come back. Just hey, you know, have fun. You know, just do what you want. Yes, we'll we'll give you money. You know, because you're, you're but you know, like I don't know if you knew this, but when you know, I was stationed in El Paso. And there's actually a, a place um, that uh, it was a store where because, you know, we have a lot of people coming over from Juarez and they would come and do their shopping. And no matter what they buy, they could buy a brand new car. Um, uh, there, there's no limit. So what happens is these immigrants, they'll come over here and they'll they'll spend all of this money, which is good for our economy. But, you know, because it, not only does it take care of the jobs and all that other good stuff, but it also comes in taxes. Right. Well, this store has a sole purpose of all you have to do if you're an illegal immigrant is walk in, show your ID, and show them all the receipts of everything that you paid for. They'll add up all of the taxes and give you that money back. <laughs> so it's tax-free. It's a tax-free. It's a huge tax break because they, as long as they maintain an illegal status, they don't have to pay taxes on anything. Anything they pay taxes on, they just take that receipt to that store and they get that money back. So, kind of like the the Bernie Sanders approach, everything free. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God! Yeah, you know, Fidel Castro's got to be having a big smile on his face looking at this shit. Well, it's, we're definitely, you know, Karl Marx. I think probably is, is grinning even bigger. Um, you know, because you know the the ideas. I mean, our country. Um, it, it is there's no way anybody can ever say right now uh, that this country is the same that it was 10 years ago. Exactly. You know? And that's that's just how radical we've become in the past decade. We've we've lost our identity. One thing I do want to say really quick, too, is, you know, I mean, is, uh, you know, rest in peace, Mikhail Gorbachev. And I know you, you're a communist bastard, but you also did some good things and and uh, you tr- you did what you could with Ronald Reagan to ease tensions between the United States and the Soviet Union. And uh, so therefore, you know, Gorbachev has my respect and may he rest in peace. Uh, you give him a lot more credit than I do, um, you know, because I, I've done my history on, on Miguel Gorbachev. And, you know, I mean, a lot of the things that he did, especially in relation to the United States, he didn't do because he thought that it was the right thing to do. He did it out of fear because Ronald Reagan told him, you either get it done or we're bringing the lightning like Zeus. Um, we bullied Miguel Gorbachev into into what he did. I mean, that's that, I don't know how anyone can look at that any different. 
Um, but hey, you that's what makes you and I uh friends is you you see it your way, I see it my way, and we respectfully disagree, and yet we're still friends. I st- I I'm to say I don't have a hundred percent respect for the communist bastard, but I I got some. And that's why I'll say that. And uh but still uh, uh Sam Kennison uh, said it best, give him give him a rag so he can wipe that shit stain off his head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never understood that. But, you know, as, 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 when I was a kid, when I, you know, when he was there, so I never understood what that was. I, and that's actually what I, what somebody told me as a kid. That's it. They told me it was shit. And I, I, I believed it, you know, until I got older and birthmark. Yeah. I had some cruel family members. Yeah. D- just a real quick to throw back 1986 when he was, uh, I think he was first uh, g- sworn in as, uh, president leader of the Soviet union. They put a political cartoon in the newspaper of him in a baby carriage because he was in his fifties when, uh, his leadership started. And, uh, that made him the youngest leader of the uh, Soviet union. So they, yeah. Shoot. At 50 years old, they, they put him in, in, a, in a stroller somewhere. He was like between 50 and 55 somewhere. My God. Still, I know that's that's no spring chicken, but that was very young for a Russian leader. Hey, man, I'm today years old, and I learned something new. I appreciate the knowledge. Yes. <laughs> oh, we are running out of time. I just wanted to shine some light. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to get basically uh, the best I could of the bird's eye view from a Texan of this mess. And of course, you know, because Lori Lighthead has no fucking idea what's going on down there, and and neither neither does uh, the New York mayor, the New York governor. They just run their mouths recklessly, having no idea what's going on. And you want attention, don't you? You know these. <clears throat> you know what people need to understand uh, before you start trying to critique Texas and what we're doing. You know. You're seeing it already, you know, when you hear these these uh, Lori Lightfoot and uh, Mayor Adams, when you hear these mayors talk about the strain it's having on their economy and how they they need the National Guard, and they need federal support. You're hearing the conversation. So before you start to judge Texas and, and the way we're doing business, I want you to go look at those other cities. And you might have an idea of just what, not just Texas, but uh, New Mexico and Arizona and even California, you know, I mean, this is a strain on their government. This is a strain on these cities and this is a danger. And and I just don't understand why people can't wrap their mind around that. By the way, for the, for the audience watching, this is tipsy. So (laughs) I never had this happen before. (laughs) Well, that is, um. I got to, I got to be honest with you. It's that's at least it's not a rooster. (laughs) Oh oh, yeah. This pussy. (laughs) That's it. Otherwise it'd be a cock on your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we should wrap this segment up. This has been a great conversation to, uh, just goes by too fast. Uh, real quick. Once again, Philip, uh, please, uh, plug the Philip D Blackman show. Well, guys, I would love for you to join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, man, I'm broadcasting to Facebook and YouTube. Just type in The Philip D. Blackman Show, B-L-A-C-K-M-O-N. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Twitch at The PDB Show. 
And of course, I'm broadcasting IPM Nation, AOW Radio, and uh, Raw Talk Online. And coming soon, About Face Radio. All right. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm working with uh, to get uh, Outlaw Radio, at least the, the political segments, but not the full show on uh, Patriot Soapbox. And uh, we'll have to see if we can get Philip over there, too. So, Man, that'd be a lot of fun. Yes. Anyway, hey, hey, Philip, thanks a lot for your time. You have a good one. God bless you, bad Billy. Keep fighting. And there you have the discussion with Philip D. Blackman. Yes, indeed. Time to go to the next music set of the show. Coming up, we have Doyle Bramhall, Pushbox following him, Shana G, G3 Rap, and Bone Shaker. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, Mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
new from Breath Wasters Records. It's the worst of Idiot Joe. Subtitle, the sad, angry little old geezer with no dick, no friends, and no self-control. <laughs> Hear all of Idiot Joe Martin's racist, anti-Semitic, misogynistic, garbage routine, including these disgusting throwbacks. Yes, I'm a racist. I hate blacks. Yeah, I call them chocolates. Let me tell you, the biggest crime that the Jews did, they crucified our Lord because they wouldn't believe that he was the Messiah. You got a lot okay? of hate inside. Because I love Jesus. Hate you, love, you people, you people hate Jesus, okay? So that's the difference between my culture and your non-culture. You shut your mouth and do my dishes, winch. And you can do my laundry, too. Okay. Your motherfucking got the black man's cock in their fucking pussy. You're a wigger. You got your hat on backwards. You want to be Whoa. black. You fucking pussy. You fucking want to be chocolato. Why don't you put yourself black paint on your fucking body? I could sit here all day long and tell you people that I'm a badass from New York. He declares himself a big star. I am afraid of man. You know, I forgot what I was going to say. I got a brain fart. Yes, with his unoriginal style of babbling bullshit, no one has ever done more with less than Idiot Joe. <laughs> You're damn right. The Waste of Idiot Joe is available on three C90 audio cassette tapes or three vinyl LP records. Sorry, no CDs or MP3 download versions here because Idiot Joe is so behind the times, he doesn't even know what the fuck those things are, let alone how to master them. Shut the fuck up, retard. To order The Waste of Idiot Joe, Call 1-500-S-M-A-L-F-R-Y. Call and order now before supplies last forever.
back up, listen close when I say No reset, necessary cause I break records, careers and hearts With my debut, still I gotta come clean like Jay clean. Trigger happy like the son of Sam I ain't tryna be nothing but the G I am If you don't like my style, get to stepping Don't run smack, I won't need the weapon But if you bring it, you'll sing like a bird I won't hesitate to heat it, that's my word On and on I flow While you ride to the store to get some drink and smoke some more do what you do for yours, man, I'm going for mine And we ain't got much time I stay busy like a bee for all y'all to see I'm from the D, but still a G My rhyme style got you feeling like a addict Yeah, it's Jazzmatic This is as good for you as it felt when I wrote this Good vibes coming down all on me Jazzmatic transforming a G If you feel it, you feel it If not, you probably won't Ain't no sweat to a vet, see I got to get down for mine no matter how you feel Knowledge yourself will carry me Till I walk away from the game Game, yeah, I said it But I wouldn't be in it if I wasn't trying to win it Never settle for nothing less than the best And for me, that's damn good, know that so I stay on point, make it hot like an oven Mix and flip hits like it ain't nothing I keep it live cause I know y'all got to have it Yeah, it's Jazz Magic Yeah, it's Jazz Magic
community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org at some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government, 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know the best way to deal with a disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, visit TerraVivos.com. T-E-R-R-A-V-I-V-O-S.com. X-Point. X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboying alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. 
They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats. That's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. My name is Rachel, and I live in Londonderry, New Hampshire. As a single mom, I'm very proud of the life I've been able to provide for my son. That's all changing now thanks to inflation. Our rent, our gasoline, our groceries, all through the roof. Senator Maggie Hassan's policies have made things worse. She supported reckless government spending and opposed domestic energy production. Inflation skyrocketed because of it. Thanks to the policies of D.C. liberals supported by Senator Hassan, we're paying the highest gas prices in history and seeing the worst inflation in 40 years. Senator Hassan cast the deciding vote for the spending bill that led to this runaway inflation. Call Senator Hassan at 202-224-3324. Tell her to help stop inflation. Oppose the Senate Liberals' reckless spending plan. Tell Senator Hassan, families like mine are paying the price. Paid for by One Nation. www.onenationamerica.org building in a little hick town. This is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in a mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics, IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Bone Shaker with Knocked Out. Before that, G3 Rap with Jazzmatic. Before that, Shana G is getting high. Yes, indeed. Before that, Pushbox with Zero. And starting off the whole set, Doyle Bramhall with his cover of Stevie Ray Vaughan's Change It. Yes, indeed. Moving right along, it is time to turn it over to the icon, Stephen James, for the steve solution here we go the best advice i can give you if you've got a good job stay in it if you are in fact in a position where you have a decent job don't fuck that up and if you are not in a great job keep looking and when one comes available that you are qualified for or even close to qualified for go apply interview do whatever you can to get into a better position 
This is the Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Solution. I am your host, Stephen James, joined, as always, by the current president and CEO of AOW Productions. Huh? Who, what? Oh, Bad Billy himself. I, of course, am retired and just a part-time correspondent. All right. I guess I'll take it. I wasn't expecting that, but okay. I thought I'd throw something new in. Yeah. All right. So you and I just observed something, so I'll let you start off the conversation since this is your segment of Outlaw Radio. Jesus Christ. I was just uh, played a video that um, you guys are going to hear during, you know, this uh, particular podcast, literally about punishing someone who spoke their mind wrongly. Don't get me wrong. It was wrongly and wanting to punish her for the actions of other people. Well, I, real quick, I got to correct you. I'm, I'm not going to be able to play the video, but uh, we, okay. we just watched it, so it's fresh in our minds. Well, we'll post the link along with the show. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching on Rumble, there will be a link uh, to the description. Our brother, our bearded brother and the uh, bearded patriots, Jericho Green. Was, what up, Jericho? Yeah, he was on Revolt Black News. Uh, along with an idiot named Malik Chavez, who's uh, he's one of the leaders of the new Black Panthers, um, you know, some some uh, radical militant racist asshole. Don't tell me that black people cannot be racist because he's proven they can. He's one of many that can. So, you know, quite frankly, anybody of any race can be racist. And I honestly just first off, I, I think the racism card is overplayed in every race. Therefore, I don't think racism has its place as, you know, something you can be colored with because anybody for any reason, even the most liberal white snowflake can be labeled a racist. So therefore I don't, anybody says somebody's a racist, you better have some really super compelling thing. You know, you better say, you know, this person looked in my eye and called me that before you put the racism card on anybody. So, no, I don't buy racist at all. But uh, what we're referring to here is a, some, a very, very terrible thing uh, in American history, no doubt. Uh, in 1955, uh, Chicago resident Emmett Till takes a trip down to Mississippi. You know, at that time, a very racist southern state that, uh, I mean, they used to say, you know, uh, and they referred to this in uh, Mississippi burning, too, that uh, there's the rest of America and then there's Mississippi. True, and there were towns in Mississippi that literally had signs posted saying don't let the sun set on your black ass on our town yeah 
yeah, I mean, uh, and wrong as that is, I'm not going to deny history. That's what it was then. That's it. It happened, you know. We and we can't change the past. No, and I don't think you know we should change the past and sugarcoat it. Wrong is wrong, and there were parts of this country back in that era that were very, very wrong. So Emmett Till, he goes into a grocery store and uh, he whistles. He just gives. I can't whistle. Sometimes I can whistle. Sometimes I can't. Yeah, he gives a wolf whistle to a white lady. Uh, yeah, uh, by the name of Carolyn Bryant, and and she's oh my god, uh, 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 that that little negro just whistled at me. I believe I've caught the vapors. So she, uh, you know, uh, word has it. Uh, I don't know if she told them to do it, what not, but a couple of good-for-nothing, racist, piece-of-shit goons captured him, beat the Or as shit. they were called then, good old boys. Yeah, they, they beat Which ruined them. that phrase for the rest of us. They beat the shit out of him and shot him in the head and then dumped him in the Tallahatchie River. And his body was found a few days later. In fact, uh... There's even pictures. His body was so badly mutilated from the beating that, uh, uh, but they wanted to leave the casket open to show the world what had happened to him. And there are pictures of it if you Google Emmett Till. I would advise you, please don't. No, it's it's not a pretty sight. So, you know, and uh, to this day, my heart goes out to the to the family of Emmett Till. I had I have no no idea what. Uh, you know, can't imagine what they had to had to endure because of these two pieces of shit who were arrested, but the trial was only about an hour and they were acquitted. So sadly, no justice was served for Emmett Till. And I will agree right up until this point that this is a very dark time in American history. These two pieces of shit should have been put to death or serve the rest of their lives in prison. There's no argument for me on that. Now they 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 should have been punished and they should have been punished severely. So now since the two people, the two guys that uh, killed Emmett, they're dead. But well, uh, I'm dead actually. Yeah, yeah, Carolyn Bryant is still alive. She's 87 years old, more demented than than uh, sleepy Joe Biden. Um, God, sometimes you look at Biden, and you think you can't get gets no worse than that. But no, it can. Uh, they want Malik Chavez of the new, new Black Panthers wants her arrested and and held trial and held responsible for the murder because she's the only one left. She's got dementia. The case is over. <laughs> It's it's sixty seven years old. It's it's a lost cause. What are you going to gain from trying an eighty seven year old woman with dementia? She's going to look around in the courtroom, not know where the fuck she is. And if you sentence her to death, she it might you might be doing her a favor. Well, first off, in this country, somebody that mentally you know decapacitated 
cannot even be put on trial. She'll never be put on trial. So what's the worst that could happen? She oh. can be arrested, but she's going to be sent home immediately or because they don't have the facilities to take care of her. Yeah. Um, what, what's she going to do? Spend the whole time? I mean, she, she's probably got, she's probably got, uh, I'm giving her no more than two years, if that. I'd say probably, you know, 10 months, but. And she's going to, what, she's going to spend the entire time in the infirmary? No, not even that. They, they, you know, wouldn't put her in a hospital. They'd put her literally on home medical care or in a hospice. So she's not going to go to trial. Nothing is going to ever happen to this woman. Even if you manage to get a conviction, nothing is going to happen to this woman. Period. I don't, you know, even let's say for one second that she knew what she was doing when she made, you know, her feelings known about being whistled at by this young child and knew what these, you know, two ignorant redneck bastards were going to do. What are you going to get at this point? As your phone rings, <laughs> you're going to, yeah, you're not going to get anything. You know, it's sad that these, these assholes, you know, we got to think their justice is probably served in the, in the afterlife. When they, when they went to out of, into the afterlife to go meet their maker and had to answer for what they did. So I, I that's probably the only justice, uh, that Emmett Till and his family are going to get. Well, I'm sorry, but the you know the radical left wing and the snowflakes, uh, they don't believe in God or the afterlife and any of that. So that's not good enough for them. Me personally, you know, if she holds any responsibility for this, and I believe she holds really partial responsibility. She had to know what she was doing when she riled up these redneck boys back in, you know, that time frame. She had to know that they were going to have, you know, three too many beers and, you know, go, hey, let's go and find that boy. We're going to teach him a lesson. Only they didn't say boy. <laughs> yeah, but. Well, I, they probably did, actually. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty, you know, fair assessment of the way they spoke back then, but they may have used another word. But regardless of that, yeah, I do believe in a higher power, and if she is truly responsible for that, she's literally got hell to pay. Yeah. And it ain't going to be anything that happens to this woman on this planet. The only thing that an arrest and a trial could possibly give is what some minor comfort to a distant relatives that have never met this kid. No, it's not going to even do that because nobody alive really remembers this kid. 
what it's going to do is further the cause of the uh, gentleman from the new Black Panther Party who, you know, in his interviews is wearing a three-piece suit with the full vest and everything else. And I guarantee if he can bring this to trial, well, even if he doesn't bring it to trial, he's going to make money off of this. This, by the way, is somebody who is interested in racism as it pertains to his wallet. That's the only... You, if he can go on an interview and prove that he is doing this 100% pro bono, he's not making one cent off of this, that he will not take one dime, one dime from this, then I will give him 50% of a thumbs up. Only 50% it, because even if he makes no money off of this, it gets him the notoriety for the next case that makes him a shitload of money. Now, Stephen, how about this, dude? And, I mean, what I'm, I'm about to say may sound far-fetched, but the way this world is going, you know, it it uh, it wouldn't surprise me, is, uh, okay, uh, Carolyn Bryant's too old, demented, cannot stand trial, but somebody's got to be held responsible for the for the murder of Emmett Till. So we're going to go after the descendants of the murderers, or or the grandson of uh, Carol Carolyn uh, Carolyn Bryant. You know, if they would, it's. I think it should be a concern that they might take that kind of route. The downside of that is that. That is already happening, not in a criminal aspect, but Reparations. In, well, I was going to say a civil aspect. You know, uh, for example, if, you know, my father killed your father, you could go to court and take, you know, me to civil court. Uh, the best example of that uh, would be Honestly, the Goldman family suing O.J. Simpson uh, in a wrongful death suit, which they won, but that is essentially the way that could go. The horrible reality, the way the liberals want it to go, the way these crazy fucking idiot snowflakes want to go... I mean, to a certain extent, I'm kind of okay on the civil aspect of things that can go a little too far, actually a lot too far. I mean, it goes down to the, you know, I spilled my coffee in my lap at McDonald's and I want a million dollars. But that's literally the crux of it. It comes down to money in civil suits. Where I get concerned is, you know, you get into, you know, old school Sicilian or China or anything like that, where the adult male or the male son of the person accused of murder or whatever, if that person dies, the 
firstborn male son then takes the punishment. See, that kind of stuff is insane. But yeah. that's where we are heading. Yeah, the sin, if the sins can't be paid for by the father, then the son will take his place. Which but, ironic, which is ironic because it's the liberals that want that so bad. But that is literally Old Testament, and the liberals are the ones that don't believe in God. Yes. So, I mean, I mean, we got to wrap up here soon, but I have to say in, in conclusion pretty much that, I'm sorry, this, this ship has sailed. It's over. They have had years and years and years while this woman had her mental faculties to take action. And you know what? When If this happened when she was, I don't know, 22, whatever. If they wanted to take legal action when she was 44 and the laws were more fair, good, do it. Why do you wait until she's a thousand and can't remember whether or not she wiped her own ass? I don't know. It, it's this example that they want to set, Stephen. Like you know, and I mean, and and there, Malik Chavez. Uh, she she'll have no peace. She's got dementia. She doesn't have peace. I think her dementia has got to be some karma for what she did in her younger days. Dementia is nothing well, is nothing good. Well, first off, Malik is a piece of shit. Period. Let's set this case aside. This is a person, you know, great. He went to law school and he's decided that he's just going to spend his entire career focusing on lawsuits and racism to get paid. He's not in this for the money. Or, I'm sorry, he is in this for the money. He's not in this for justice. He's literally building a career and a fortune on racism for for pay. That's the only reason. If you took away his law degree right now, would he be out there marching or doing anything else? No, he would not. Would he be wearing three-piece suits? No. He would be just, you know, chilling in jeans and a t-shirt and, you know, working at fucking FedEx or, you know, Morgan Stanley or wherever. I mean, the man is college educated. He'd probably be, you know, doing pretty well for himself. But no, he is a man who literally sues on racism to make money, period. That's it. All his, you know, TV appearances, all that shit... That's not designed to raise awareness to anything other than his bank account. So that piece of shit can, well, if I might sound a little racist right now, can suck my white dick. Well, as, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it that makes him, you know, what you say, that makes him pretty much a charlatan. You know, he... That, he doesn't, oh, that's exactly what he is. He doesn't, he doesn't care about any of this shit. He doesn't care about the welfare of black people. Black Lives Matter. 
doesn't care about the welfare of black people, or they would be in the streets of Chicago saying, hey, my brothers, you you guys got to quit killing each other. You know, if I would say to any member of Black Lives Matter, especially Malik, if Black Lives Matter to you so much, then seriously, look at the statistics on who kills black people and focus your attention on black people. Straighten them out. If that makes me sound racist, I'm very, very sorry, but that's the facts. That's what it is. Well, it was, it was trending on Facebook or not Facebook, but Twitter not too long ago. Hashtag black lives don't matter to blacks. Well, not when it comes to financially, apparently, because that's not where the money's at. Black lives matter when white people kill black people to black lives matter pockets. Exactly. And, so you know, that's what gets on the news. I mean, in the amount of time that we've spent talking there are three or four or five or ten black dead people in just Chicago that were killed by other black people. Yep. And it, it let's was, focus where the real fucking problem is. South Africa, apartheid from 19, uh, I think it was 1947 to, to 1994. Pretty low crime during apartheid. However, uh, segregation is bullshit. However, the ma majority of that crime, that uh, even though it was low crime, but there was still crime, and most of that crime was black on black. You know, I don't want to go on record as to being pro-segregation ever, but I want to put forth a hypothetical for you. Hmm. If you put forth segregation today, right now, where, you know, and it goes both ways. White people can't go into black neighborhoods. Black people can't go into white neighborhoods. What would the crime statistics look like? Or if you kept, I'm sorry, if uh, there was a fine line or a Donald Trump wall between the Bloods and the Crips and each just stayed on their own side. Kind of makes you think. I mean, I'm not going to say what it would be because I don't know what it would be, but I will say it does make you think and it makes you wonder. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people out there that will call me racist for even saying that. But the fact is that the majority of the bodies that are stacking up in this country are black. And the majority of the people that put those bodies to death are also black. Do I think we need more law enforcement in that regard? Yes, I do. But I think we need better parenting. Well, yeah. Across, across the board, if there were more fathers to black children, there would be less dead black bodies. Jericho is addressing that all the time. Single parent households and, you know, because so you, you have a mother and a father, you got morals being taught. 
you, you know, I mean, uh, you got to I all due respect to the single parent, to the single uh, mothers out there working their asses off. But those children do need a father figure, too. You know, my favorite black father figure, at least in the movies, Who? ever was Lawrence Fishburne in Boys in the Hood. Oh, I love God. that movie. Oh, God, he was such a prick, but he instilled morals and values into his son. And guess who didn't die in that movie? Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Why? Because he taught his son morals and values. He didn't teach him what it was not. You know, he didn't say, no, no, be white, be like the white man. No, be black, be proud. And That's all well and good. But be responsible. Be responsible. Exactly. Yep. Anyway, we are out of time. But, uh, Stephen, anything you say in conclusion? Yeah. Uh, fathers of any race, quite frankly, because it's a problem of the white race, too. You know, absentee white fathers breed fucking idiot fucking meth heads and guys that go by the name of Casper, be a parent to your children, regardless of your race. Raise your children correctly to not break the law, to work hard. And I guarantee if you do that, your next generation will succeed, period. Yes, indeed. Anyway, uh, yeah, we got to we got to cut it off here. Thanks a lot, Stephen. Love you, Billy. We'll talk next week. And that's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. On tap for next week is yet to be determined. Going to end the show with Mickey LaMantia with Leave Me the Hell Alone. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from fresh-baked tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better. Get the best night's sleep in the whole wide world and more with MyPillow, pillows, and other products. Are you and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency? Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. The Tactical Brotherhood is veteran-owned, and the gear and other products they sell are all American-made. A portion of your purchases go to support organizations for veterans. At ConcealedCarry.com, find news, get firearm instruction, and buy accessories and apparel. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You're proudly sponsored by One of a Kind Art 43, created by professional artist Tammy Blackman. Tammy offers free consultations and will customize your art piece to fit your needs. Each of her pieces are, as the name suggests, is one of a kind because each are personalized pieces and once she is done, there will never be another. If you are interested, go visit Tammy on her social media pages, Facebook and TikTok by searching One of a Kind Art 43, where Tammy broadcasts her work as she's making custom tumblers or canvas art for another satisfied customer. You can always reach out to Tammy through her email at oneofakindart43 at gmail.com or call 409-234-5156. Although the prices vary, the quality is unmatched. Again, her social media pages are one of a kind with underscores between each word, followed by the word art and the number 43. Thank you again, Tammy, for another presence on this show. Pancakes. Hot, fluffy, delicious pancakes smothered in butter and warm maple syrup. Growing up in foster care, Terrence Williams always dreamed about big family gatherings around the breakfast table with Grandma in the kitchen, cooking up a big family breakfast. As a kid, he could almost smell that intoxicating aroma of those delicious hot and fluffy pancakes. As an adult, he has cultivated his love for cooking and his passion for food into his line of Cousin T's pancake mixes. I'm talking gourmet pancakes here. Go to CousinTees.com. Browse all the pancake choices, including buttermilk, apple cinnamon, blueberry, and various limited edition pancake mixes. Show the world how much you love Cousin T's pancakes with Cousin T's apparel and drinkware. Go to CousinTees.com. C-O-U-S-I-N-T-S.com. Cousin T's, y'all, the best pancakes you have ever had. You can't count for these pancakes. Get yours today. 
Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions.